Hey friends! It is my favorite season. I know you're probably thinking I'm a typical girl and it's pumpkin season, but it's not. It is back to school season. I love back to school shopping and I have been looking forward to this day as a mama for a long time. I stinking love school supply shopping like so much i love fresh pencils i love fresh crayons it just makes me so happy um but with back to school shopping and we were at open house last night and we got to meet the boy uh levi's teacher and um starting to look at our calendar and the obligations and it was just overwhelming i was so overwhelmed once we got home and with all that back to school shopping and celebration comes the onset of all the other activities the scouts dance baseball piano youth group and then you tack on family fun activities like football games and corn mazes and fall birthday parties and autumn cookouts and you have a serious recipe for overwhelm can i get an amen and while those are super fun and god absolutely intended us to work hard, serve hard, be in community. I know Satan often uses this hustle and bustle to not only distract us, but defeat a whole lot of us. Time is such a practice, a precious gift. You know, um, a lot of people say it's the most valuable resource we ever have. Nobody can buy more of it and nobody can have less of it. We all get the same 24 hours. Um, and it's a great equalizer. No matter who you are, where you are born, we all get the same time in the day. And we get the freedom to decide how we're going to use those hours. Um, so what I want to talk about is how do we make my choices in a sea of endless options and demands. I mean, even looking at the PTO schedule and book fairs and teacher luncheons, and I want to love on my kid's teacher. I desperately want her to know how precious she is to our family, but how do we do that and also protect our families and our calendars from the rat race that Satan wants us trapped in? So, how do we focus on what matters most? And how do we keep our loved ones from the sadness and the e effects of overwhelm on our calendars? So let's put this first. I don't have it all figured out. Um, and I think there's a whole lot of grace as we figure out what is best for our family and our calendars. You know, your what's right for your family may not be what's right for mine and vice versa. And there has to be grace for each other and grace for ourselves as we figure that out. And we're going to get it right some of the time and we're going to get it very, very wrong some of the time. But there's no such thing as a perfect decision. No such thing. There is no perfection this side of heaven except for Jesus Christ. So whatever decision you make, whatever choice you make, whatever activity you choose to put on your calendar will be the best and wisest or it might be totally wrong and that's okay. God knows your heart and he knows that you're seeking to steward your time and your family's time well. We live in a broken world, so perfection just won't exist this side of heaven. And rest assured that whatever attitude you bring to your decision-making process will be multiplied. 
So if you're stressed about it, you're going to bring stress to your schedule and it's going to multiply. If you bring Jesus and you bring peace to your calendar, that is going to multiply. Whatever you focus on grows. So we can focus on and trust the promises of God, right? His word is just truth. It is um, it is a blessing to us. And his word absolutely addresses our approach and our attitudes as we make decisions for what gets put on our calendar. I have made a habit of reading Lisa Turker's uh book. It is a wonderful book called The Best Yes. And it has absolutely, I make a habit of reading it at the beginning of every year. Um, it's blessed me in ways um, I make decisions. It's, it's blessed me in the ways I want to sh- um, steward my family's time. And I want to share some of my favorite takeaways from that book. These are not my ideas. These are ones that I've gotten from Lisa, and she is an expert at a lot of things, but mostly she's an expert of seeking Jesus in whatever she's doing. So we are coming at it from Lisa Turker's um, book, The Best Yes, and I will link that book in the show notes so that you can find it easily and purchase it if you want to read it. I have a copy that I have marked all up and I think I've read it four years in a row now. It's one I just keep reading and keep getting new takeaways and good reminders for every year. But let's start with the decision-making process. How do we decide what goes on our calendars? right? And I'll share some personal reflection with you as we go through this, but there are five parts to the decision-making process. The first part, you have to absolutely trust the Lord. That sounds silly, doesn't it, that we have to say that out loud, but we have to come before him in prayer and lay our desires at his feet and under his authority, We have to say, God, this is what I want. This is what I'm feeling. Give me a right heart, Father. Give me correct thoughts. Give me wisdom and discernment with stewarding my family and our calendar well. God, I don't want to do life any other way but yours. We have to come under his authority and trust his authority in our lives. The second part is to analyze the decision. You know, sometimes that means uh, when people ask us questions, spur the moment, that we ask them for time. Just because they asked abruptly doesn't mean you have to respond that way. So if Susie Q in the drop-off line says, oh, wait, by the way, can you bring three dozen cupcakes Friday for the teacher's luncheon? You can say, and this is one of my favorite things, let me go home and check my calendar. It's that simple. That gives you time to reflect. Do I actually have time on Thursday night to bake three dozen cupcakes? Do I have time to even get to the grocery store to buy three dozen cupcakes? Do I have the money I need to buy either the supplies or the cupcakes? Sometimes it's a budget issue, y'all, and we just have to give our best yes in those situations. We have to consider it. Analyze your decision. You do not have to respond on the spot. 
Number three, you have to make a decision. Leaving people hanging is not kind, but also giving a not best yes to somebody is also not kind. So saying yes now in the moment and then calling Thursday night and being like, I can't get to it is also not helpful. Or sometimes when we are thinking about the decision and we're making the decision, we have to consider that if we're not called to it and we say yes, then we're stealing somebody else's calling. Think about that. When you say yes to something to put it on your calendar and it was somebody else's calling, you have literally stole a calling and a blessing that God was going to give to somebody else. I mean, it's just something to consider. Um, And that doesn't always mean that's the case. But if you are feeling in your heart that the Holy Spirit is working in you to say no, say no. Make a decision. Sometimes, and I know this for a lot of my friends that are are people pleasers, I feel you. You don't want to let anybody down. And you want to say yes because it's the right thing to do or you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings or you don't want to disrupt the peace or you don't want to look like an underachiever. I get those reasons. I know all you Enneagrams are out there like, yeah, that's me. But analyze the decision and make a decision. And sometimes for a lot of us, a small no is a huge win. Somebody invited me to dance lessons today. And you know what? I said, our calendar is full. I'm so sorry. Um, That sounds like so much fun, maybe in another season. And step four, own it. Don't wishy-washy. Don't go back and forth. You know, I have a friend recently that had an amazing job offer. She is one of the most precious people I know. And I am so thankful she's in my circle. But um, she had a wonderful job offer. Something that she's really good at. Very, very skilled in doing. But she had already committed to being in um, a PTO. And so she sat down and with wise counsel evaluated her schedule and I know how hard it was for her to say no to that job opportunity. I know how hard it was but she said no and that is a huge win and we should applaud moms when they protect their calendars and they protect their energy well. Celebrate it, own it and don't Go back and forth. That is also Satan trying to defeat you. Don't let it happen. And number five, go back to the beginning. Trust God to work regardless of the circumstances. You know, sometimes we give yeses and it's a learning lesson. We didn't have time to make cupcakes. We didn't really have money to buy them. And we learn our lesson. No that God will work and can work and is sovereign to work regardless of our circumstances. Isn't that refreshing? It doesn't depend on us. It depends on God. So the five decision parts are trust in God, pray and put your um, desires under his authority, analyze your decision, make a decision, own it, and trust God to work regardless. That is is how we make wise and um, discerning choices in our lives. Um, And then, 
you know, looking at the expectations of whatever we're committing to. So there are also five things that I want you to take away from Lisa's uh, book, The Best Yes, that makes an expectation realistic or unrealistic for your family. The first thing is time. Is this realistic for my time? Is this realistic for my kids' times? Do we have the time capability to do this? Do we have time to be at the ballpark five days a week? Is that good for my child? Do we have that much time? Is this realistic or unrealistic expectation given my ability? Like I said, my friend had a great job opportunity. She is very skilled in the area that she was offered a job. She is exceptional in a lot of ways. But it was an unrealistic expectation over time, even though her ability was more than, she is more than capable to fulfill that. Like I mentioned, is this an unrealistic or realistic expectation of my money? Do I have the money to buy three dozen cupcakes? Sometimes that's no. Sometimes you have the money or the time to work at a book fair, but not money to spend on buying teacher gifts. That's okay. Show up in the way that's realistic and healthy for your family. Um, Is this a realistic or unrealistic expectation of my passion? Is this going to drain me or fuel me? There are just some things that are not... um, passions of mine. That is okay. I am not great at prepping like luncheons and things like that. I really could care less what color the napkins are. But man, you put me in a book fair and I get to help kids pick out books and I'm like, sign me up. Let me cheer them on as they pick a book. I have passions. You have passions. And those passions were given to us by the Lord, and they can make expectations of us either realistic or unrealistic. Um, And then your season. It is a blessing to go through the seasons of life. You know, um, I am teaching CBS this year, or leading CBS, a core group this year, and I really had to ask, is this a season that I'm going to be capable of loving and serving those women well? Do I have the time? Do I have the ability? Do I have the money? Do I have the passion? And is this my season? You know, I do have the time. I do have the ability. It doesn't cost me any money. And honestly, I get a free day of childcare. And then I do have the passion. I love studying the Lord's word, especially within community Bible study. And then season, like... There may be seasons or years where it is not a good idea for me to participate as a leader in CBS or even do CBS. This fall, we actually are stepping away from our community group because it's a nighttime activity in the middle of the week. And I'm not sure as we transition Levi into school and my husband into a new job, what that's going to look like for our family. And so I stepped back from that commitment knowing it was just for this season. And we will pick back up once we get in a rhythm where I can give my best to a group of people on a weekly basis. That is okay. So 
After we look at the decision-making parts and looking at the expectations, that's when we can start putting things down on our calendar. So let me encourage you that you have this and I have the same time. And somebody asked me recently, how do you balance it all? And I said, I have zero balance. What I do have is authority to schedule my priorities. So what are your priorities? Look at your calendar as a blank slate. Are you scheduling in rest? Is there time in your schedule for you and your kids to rest, to rejuvenate, to spend time together, to not be on the go, to just sit outside and play or um, go to the park or go to the pool, you know, or just sit on the couch and watch a movie? I love, um, I heard a suggestion a long time ago that the first Friday of school, people often like rush out to go to a big dinner and celebrate and all the things. And she was like, no, do not take your tired kids into a restaurant that is a recipe for a meltdown. Stay at home, get pizzas and pick a new movie and watch it. That needs to be your first Friday tradition. And while that may not be um, your family tradition, it was a great way for her to think about scheduling in rest for her family. Um, Make sure you schedule worship. Are you seeking the Lord with other believers? Put that on the schedule. Um, Are you scheduling family time? And then after that, you can use that remaining time for what's realistic for your season. Rest assured, your kiddos do not have to be in every activity, activity, mom, mouth, activity to have a full and fulfilling life. That's just the truth. Let go. They do not have to be in every activity to experience a full and purposeful life. But don't forget to schedule time for you and your hubby too, as I put another pressure on you. You know, um, I don't want that to be a pressure. I'm just kidding. Um, Make sure that from time to time you make your marriage and time with your friends a priority. We have to do date nights. We have to do girls and guys nights. Those things are so important. Um, they, they are life-giving and we need those relationships and our kids need to see that they are not the center of our universes. They were never intended to bear that burden. Jesus needs to be the center of our universe. Our marriages need to be the center of our families. And then our kids need to be offshoots of those blessings. Um, You know, I am so excited for Levi's kindergarten year, and I um, am probably going to put out a blog about some of my emotions, but I just want us to start here and pray over our calendars. Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of a new school year. Father, whether we are studying in public, private, or home classrooms, God, I pray that you would give us discernment and wisdom in how we steward our calendars. God, I pray that you would give us courage Uh, to say no when we need to, and that you would give us encouragement and strength when we need to say yes. Father, even to sometimes things that scare us, Father, let us not back down and be fearful, um, but God, let us step out in faith, knowing that you will give us the energy and the resources to be successful if you have called us to be somewhere, whether that's a birthday party or a football game. God, we know that you are going before us, God. So we pray 
for um, you to just move in our lives, make us sensitive to the nudges of the Holy Spirit when you are giving us clear yeses and clear noes. God, and give us grace when we get it wrong, because we we will, Father, and we're going to fall short. We pray um, that no matter what, that you would be glorified in all we say and do. Father, thank you for the gift of education. Um, God, we pray we use this year this school year to honor you. Let us be lights to our kids and our kids be lights to the world. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.